what you know about that, Adam Manis. Those are slick. What are those? I don't know. Stay tuned. I'm Adam Annis. I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Coming at you from our Steinway O here in beautiful uh, Midtown St. Louis. You almost said downtown. We're pretty far downtown, but technically we're in Midtown. That's right. Midtown's happening right now, man. Midtown is where it's at. We're here. Ikea's here. (laughs) Ikea is here. You know, this is one of the only, it's right around the corner. We're going to get uber local right now. It's one of the only, well, it's one of the first. They have some other ones now. Um, in-city urban Ikeas in the United States. Did you know that? I did know that, and it's dope for St. Louis that we have it right right in the heart of Midtown here. That's right. Can I get a what, what? What, what? Yeah, what? Okay, <laughs> cool. What are we talking about today? Uh, Ikea. No, oh. we're talking about five-note voicings. <laughs> we're talking about five-note voicings, and um, we're back at the piano. Excited to be back at the piano. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be, you know, we're talking about two-handed voicings. Of course, we could have five-note voicings. Um, you know, in just one hand. But this is really a concept that I have, that I have, that many pianists have. How you know, many is that? What is that's, that? That's five notes, but well, five fingers, <laughs> but more than five notes, actually. Um, but, yeah, th- this is a concept that's used a lot and, you know, kind of getting into our structured, uh, restrictive practice, I think it's a good way. You know, it's amazing how many questions uh, we get about what are some good two-handed voicings, comping in general. Yeah. Such an important part of our job as a pianist. As pianists, but I think for all you guys out there, instrumentalists, vocalists, drummers, anything, uh, because you know we preach how I mean everybody knows how great it is to learn some piano and how much it helps your jazz playing in general. If you're going to learn one other instrument, get some basic piano stuff. And so two-handed voicing seems like it's super advanced and it can be, but a little bit of basic two-handed voicings, and I think this five-note voicing is a good kind of entree point to that. Can be really nice. Now, when you say five notes, you're specifically talking about Two, three voicings, right? Two in your left, three in your right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, these yeah. are these are some of the most useful. Yeah. I mean, and there's so many. You know, there's so many ways you can do it. You can do it on literally every single chord has yeah. some kind of two, three, five note voicing. Yeah, and I mean, there's you know even something like this, which totally. is almost like a modern block chord because it's all within an octave. It's still you know this is super close because you got a second couple of two you know fourth and a third yeah but but a lot of the ones i kind of gravitate towards are more open fourth thirds and fourths the classic open fourths yeah yeah. yeah yeah stuff that you can move around diatonically that's the uh, you're playing that's the so what voicing right there right so what so what if i'm playing so? <laughs> you got a problem with that <laughs> yeah exactly what a great sound uh, that's awesome. I remember when I was younger and learned those, I was like, this is great, but then I was like, I can't play it because it's too basic. Oh, it's too on. overused. Oh, you know? So what are, so what are some, some sort of, speaking of basic, what are some sort of beginner ones that people can jump on if they maybe don't know these voicings at all? Yeah, well, so I think that the ones that are all fourths or all fourths with the triad, kind of second or first inversion on top of the best, and that's going to be your so what voicings. So you're building up... Well, if we look at that one, you know, we're building up, looking at D Dorian, yeah. just all fourths with a major third on top. Starting at the root. Yeah, starting at the root. And, you know, the way you can think about it, I love, a lot of times people won't think about this as a triad because it's not root position. Mm-hmm. But a, in terms of the function and the sound of it and yeah. how we're going to be able to use it and, and even like kind of move it around, it's very much the triad's important. So what we're looking at is an F major triad, which of course is the relative major of the D minor That's right. where we're dealing. And the reason it's second inversion is just because 
So what's great about this voicing too, you have, here you have D, G, C, F, A, like you said, is that's, that's a D minor seven, you can use as in like the sort of Dorian sound, but yep. you can also use yep. it as a B flat uh, major 13, right? right. If, you put a, if, if the bass player is playing a B flat in the root, yep. it sounds great. You could also use it as an E flat Lydian. Yep. You know, those, those shapes work so well for so many different kinds of chords. And actually, I think typically I kind of use this the most for that, for that B-flat major or for the F major. Yeah, F major like six, F major 6, yeah, yeah. You know, 6-9. Um, and then also because then you can get into sort of diatonic movement, even if it's not strictly moving. It's just And basically it just means, say, everything if you're on the B-flat major. And we thought about like a Lydian sound. Yeah. We're just moving up stepwise. Beautiful. And then you can open it up with fourths. Nice. So all I've done is take that same voicing and then gone up to straight fourths. And then I'm moving diatonically, so I'm going to get some nice, you know, um, augmented fourths tritones in there. And these can also work over a straight major, but they a lot of times they don't, I don't know, they don't sound as good. So if I got... So you put, the, put in that natural four. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little weird. Okay, it's all right. Actually, sounds kind of good. The more I play it. <laughs> um, but yeah, but the, yeah, exactly. So the concept is, you know, these are open fourths, a little bit of thirds, that kind of a thing. Man, can I piggyback on this voicing and show you one of my favorite Come five on note, two, yeah. three voicings? Yeah, because I invented that one, so go ahead and piggyback. <laughs> yeah, yours. So if we do the same voicing, but like a B flat six, right? Yeah. You know, let's say you're playing a rhythm changes where it's like B flat major seven. B flat six yep. to like a G seven. Or, I see where you go. I like where you're going. Or, I like our destination. Well, there's a few things you can do here. So here's our B flat. This yeah. is uh, the same voicing, but just up a fourth from what he did. So G C F B flat D. And if I want to go to G seven, yeah, that's buddy. all I do, right? Yep. And that's some good voice leading there. That's great voice leading. Now here's another thing. Let's say it's it's uh, B diminished, like you're doing this thing. Yeah. You know. One voicing I love is oh by the way that G7 that was F B E A D yeah, that's straight fourth st starting on F all white keys fourth now if I take this same G7 voicing but I flat the nine yeah, so I buddy. take that A yep this is a great diminished voicing this is B diminished F diminished D yep. diminished and look what's right in the middle of that check that out I love this yeah and you're just moving it chromatically up and look what's in the middle of that the three notes. Oh, an E triad. E yeah. triad. Second so inversion again. You have that G7 flat nine sound. Yep. And you're going to always get, I mean, not always, sometimes they don't work, but <laughs> you're going to often get some great symmetry. So, I mean, that's the thing I like about the five note voicing. It's asymmetrical in terms of two and three, of course, because we don't have two and a half fingers in either hand. Yeah, yeah. But you get some nice setups for triads on top, bottom, or in the middle. So here... Know, that's a very well balanced chord. There's also other. You know, if you want to go sharp yeah, eleven, really good. I like it. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And if you want to start breaking it up, you know, where, you, where we've talked about before in terms of voice leading, you can rhythmically break it up. But that's yeah, that's getting into some great kind of voice leading without even changing any of the direction. You know, yeah. that's a whole other thing that we can do with the five note voicings. Man, these are so great and useful. So we have a couple of different things on five note voicings available at openstudionetwork.com slash blog. If you go to our blog, blog. I think I did one a couple years ago. You've yep. done one now. Yeah. Um, just because they're so handy, these, these two, three voicings. Yeah. 
Um, and we should just say that like we're doing mostly rootless voicings, but some of the beauty of practicing these is that you can, you know, restrictive practice all rootless, yeah. or at least no, none root, no roots at the bottom, but then you can also do these as rooted voicings. And normally they would open up where the interval is larger than a third. Yeah, or these are really useful solo piano voicings. Yeah. Still two and three, and it's really all fourths and thirds up here yeah. at the top. But you go into a root and six, root and seven. Right. Root. The left hand is usually root and seven, or even root and third if you're close. Yep. And and that's usually about it. And then everything else is kind of sparkle on top. You know, you pick out your 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 third, seventh, and then color notes eleventh, yep. ninth, thirteenth. And then how do we decide if a voicing is good or not? It sounds good. Oh, wait, it's so simple though. <laughs> Can we really just do that? Is you'll that hear legal? it, I guess. You'll hear it. Oh, oh was that the end? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, and just another thing if you're listening to this and you actually want to see some of these voicings, we have an overhead camera going on do right we? now. So, uh, what? Yes. What's up? Peace. <laughs> head over, I had no idea. Head over to YouTube. Uh, We'll have these piano podcasts up on YouTube, so you yep. can you can check them out. I was just going to say too that uh, you know I use this a lot. Uh, you, you know we, we traditionally would think okay, I'm going to use these kind of voices when we're playing duo. Yeah, uh, those are great. You know, with the singer, guitarist, whatever. But I use them a lot in trio too, going in and out of. So we would start, you know, like rhythm changes. Yep. That's actually a rooted voicing already. But so we're rootless, rootless, rooted. Yep, rooted. Rooted, and then we jump back out. You know, you can yeah. shift that. You know, we've out. talked about this before. For some reason, this whole idea of like rooted voicings being the enemy of a trio pianist is yeah. completely ridiculous. Like, just the, badly impl- implemented. Just it. badly. <laughs> in, yeah, I mean, if you're down here going, yeah, it's gonna sound crappy. Yeah, yeah stop. Yeah, not, it's not gonna take Ron Carter to hate that. Any bass yeah, player. Yeah, but just as you you showed, you know, like throwing in some punchy rooted voicings. Yeah. And then back to the... Yeah. And it's just a great way to move around. Like, when we get into this tempo and comping um, two-handed voicings, you know, a lot of pianists kind of abandon good voice leading, which I think is a mistake. Yeah. Unless there's a dramatic reason it, it, in terms of, like... Because when you're comping two-handed voicings, you're making an arrangement along with the soloist, Absolutely. basically. Yeah. And so you really need to be thinking about, you know, the same kind of rules apply in terms of music and voicings and, and voice leading. Mm-hmm. So this is a great way to kind of move up and down in a way that's, that's organic and there's a good flow without getting into this kind of, you know... Sounds pretty I, hip, actually. Yeah. Okay, well, sorry. No, but you know, well, it's what well, I'm trying to say. Like, you could do. We don't want to think about individual good voicings for a particular chord. It's we want to. We want to know a bunch, but we want to always be thinking about where are we, where are we coming from, where yeah. are we going. The best. If you don't know where you've been, how do we know where we're going? That's so insightful. <laughs> no, the best voicing is is coming off of a voicing that uh, that sends it there. You know, yeah, that's the best. That's the best voicing you can pick. Is the one that is going to sound the best after what you've just done. Yep, that's good it. stuff. So, uh, hope you found this useful. Like I said, you can check us out on YouTube if you want to see some of the overhead. Check out our blog. We have a bunch of stuff on five-note voicings. Yep. Um, go to you'llhearit.com to leave us an idea for a future episode, yeah. to subscribe to our newsletter, to... Just rating and review. Okay, keep going. Rating and review. <laughs> just to say hi. We have T-shirts available, too. Check those out. And until next time. You'll hear it. You'll hear it.